Hey, 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 kingdom citizens and good people all around the world, wherever you may be around the globe. I pray that you all are doing well. I pray that you continue to just magnify the Lord because he is worthy to be praised. I'm so glad that he gave us another opportunity. He gave us another chance. He, The Bible said, new mercies shall we see. And I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful. And I pray that you are as well. As always, this is Mental and Love Notes 101 with your girl C.L. Suggs. If you have not sowed the seed of sharing, share this with someone that you love dearly that needs to hear a word from the Lord. I am so thankful and I am so grateful just to be able to come on each week to impart what God has imparted into me. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's uh, not so good. But guess what? All things work together for the good. Because if we have not, if we don't be chastised or reproved, how can we grow into who God has called us to be? Amen. Well, I want to read with you just one couple verses of scripture. You can find this in Habakkuk. Some people say Habakkuk, some people say Habakkuk. But Habakkuk 2, chapters 1, chapter 2. Verses 1, 2, and 3. Chapter 1, excuse me. Verse 1 says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. And I will watch to see what he say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and it not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. I love that. You know, so many times we are so adamant about speaking and quoting our favorite scripture. Because even as a child, I used to hear that so much. Write the vision, make it plain. I I, I, I used to hear it quoted so much that I didn't even know where it would be in the Bible. But I knew how to quote it. Why? Because I heard it so much. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. You know, how can one preach unless he been sent and how can one hear unless he have a sent one so even in the midst of me hearing those words hearing that scripture i was able to apply it to my life but it became more clearer to me when i began to find it for myself and even after i had unread the scripture several times holy spirit began to show me something even greater in this moment in this chapter See, what the Bible said, see, we love to quote that, write the vision, make it plain. But verse 1 helps us understand. It said, when I will stand. The first ver- first three verses, first three wordings is, I will stand. We look for everyone else to stand, but it stated, I will stand. Upon what? Upon my watch. Not upon your watch. Not upon their watch. Not upon the pastor's watch. Not upon uh, his or hers, but my watch. Another personalization to you, not anyone else. Then the Bible began to say, and, and set me upon the tower. And watch what he will say unto me. Set on the tower and watch to see what he say unto me. And, and Amplified Classic Version said, within me. Another issue we see in the body of Christ. We watch to see what God says to everyone else. And, and we watch to see what he's speaking to everyone else. We watch to see what he's prophesying to everyone else. And yet we missing what he is saying to us. Busybody, meddling in other people's affairs. Trying to hear what God is saying to somebody else. But are you listening to what he is saying 
to you. There is a continuation. Even in that scripture, it states, and I will answer when I am reproved. I will answer when I am reprimanded. I will answer when I am rebuked. I will answer when I am chastised. If that took place, and if God is saying that, it is indication we wasn't doing what we were supposed to be doing. We can preach, teach, prophesy to everyone else about what they should be doing, but what can God say that we speak to ourselves in error? We have heard the well-known scriptures regarding writing the vision. But did we forget to do the first things first? Before we can even write, we must repent. And after repentance takes place, it states that the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Let me say that again. After repentance, because see, some of us are trying to write it and you haven't repented. Some of us are trying to do what God called us to do and you haven't repented. It's that after repentance, God is, the Holy Spirit is saying, after repentance takes place, it stated that the Lord answered me and said it was after then. Write the vision. Now you can write. Write what you see. Write what you hear. Write what Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit has declared. Not only write, but be specific and make it plain upon tables. Because the one that is getting ready to read it shall run with it. The vision message is a message and a witness pointing to what is coming. What shall be? Because now you are writing. Not only our lifestyle is a vision, but also what God is calling on us to even speak or say or do is a vision. Let me ask you this question. Matter of fact, ponder on it. Why are you writing and running when God did not call you to do both? And you're making it complex on your own self. He said, write the vision, and he that read it shall run with it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. If God call you to it, he will take you through it. If God show you a vision, he has provision. It will speak and not lie if it is if it is done God's way. If it is done in God's timing. The part that said, though it tarry, wait for it because it surely will come. It will not tarry. It sounds like a, it's a contradicting itself. But depending on how well you wait, we'll discover it will not tarry. How well are you waiting? In this season, how well are you speaking in this season? How well are you teaching in this season? How well are you preaching in this season? How well are you doing what God called you to do in this season? What looks like tarrying can happen in an instant if we wait well. God said, It shall surely the LY again. I love the LYs. All things that done God does is instantaneously, suddenly, immediately, surely. It shall happen. 
It shall surely come to pass. How is your faith life? Because the Bible also declared in this verse of scripture that the just shall live by his faith. I know one part in the New Testament said the just shall live by faith. But now in this scripture, it said his faith. Because a lot of times we want everybody else to have faith for what we asking for, but we don't have faith for our own self. We can have faith to pray for everybody else, but we don't have faith for our own self. I could pray healing for everybody else, but it seems like I don't have faith for my own self. So you got to be first partaker because it said according to his faith, your faith. It's according to your faith. Let it be done unto you. God's timing is the best timing. Not God is not behind time, but he's right on time. Some are so full of self, prideful, and their soul is empty. I love the scripture. That's why David began to specifically say in his prayer and his plea to the Lord, he said, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me the right spirit why did he make indications of that because there are some wrong spirits that can linger as well hunger for wealth and always seeking more but the bible said the more that they sought they were only getting dead bodies sadly a lot of cemeteries are filled with dead nations. Dead nations who went looking for one thing and missed God. Who went looking and forgot God. Who went seeking to get rich quick schemes. And God said, remember the Lord thy God because it is he that give thee power to get wealth. And so when you're not remembering the Lord, he said, now you are in a cemetery. He said, dead nations are in a cemetery because they went looking for something that was not me. People that weary themselves for emptiness. People that weary themselves for falsity. Falsity, excuse me. People that weary themselves for fertility and they finding themselves lost because I went running for something. Even as I began to share on last week with the kids, you have to be careful about saying that terminology, chasing the bag. Because a lot of people betray even their trust with Jesus when they begin to start chasing the bag. There are others that act like the king of the mountain above trials and tribulations and troubles. Yet trying to ruin others and they find themselves ruining themselves. Because the Bible already said the ditch that you dig for one, you might as well dig another one because you're going to be the one that fall in it. Trying to ruin others and they find themselves ruining themselves. It's a sad day when folks 
rot out their own soul because of their own selfish ignition, their own selfish desire, being self-centered, self-absorbed, and they rot out their own soul. I recall preaching a message. How are you building your house? Because Habakkuk 2 and 13 declares that the bricks will speak up and accuse you. And the woodwork will step up with evidence. How are you building your house? How are you building your house? What is your foundation laid on? Is it found on integrity? If it's, has it been found on love? Has it been founded and built on the spirit? Give spirit, fruit of the spirit. What has your house been built with? What materials are you utilizing? Because whatever you're using, let me just say this and let you understand a newsflash for you. The bricks is going to speak up and accuse you if it is not done according to the will of God. And the woodwork will step up and with evidence to say that the, the bricks are speaking truth. Because now we both are in agreement that you're not building the things of kingdom, but you're building the things of the darkness. God said you either for me or you against me, but there's no new there's no in between with God. Verse 20 says, But the Lord is. But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is. While all these false worship prevails and while false worshipers prevail. The true ruler abides in his presence in his temple. Even Matthew 12 declared, and it stated, in one verse of scripture it said, there's one that is greater than the temple. One that is greater than Solomon is here. One that is greater than Jonah. And at that time, it was Jesus Christ, our Savior. But now we have today the great Holy Spirit that is greater than all things. Because we have spirit with us to teach us, to guide us, to lead us, to abide with us, to interpret for us what God will have us to do on this earth realm. And when we are not doing it, we are vexing Holy Spirit. We are grieving Holy Spirit. We are quenching Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit is not pleased. When you have been reproved. When you sit and watch what God is saying to you. That's why the Bible said. Every man work out his own soul's salvation with fear and trembling. If you don't fear God, that's the first mess, hiccup and mishap that you have. We should always fear God. Not in a terror 
in horror way, but in a reverence way. Because we know that he is above all, he sees all, and he knows all. So who are you fooling? You can fool people, yeah, some of the time. But you can't fool Holy Spirit, none. None. And because Holy Spirit lives in others, it's only but a few times that you will fool them. We have to be about our Father's business at all times. We deal with too much petty stuff. We deal with too much dramatic stuff. We deal with too much get back stuff. We deal with too much hit tit for tat stuff. And that is not God. I said it in, 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 when I was teaching in my Dig Deeper study group. And I said it even in the, the adult study group. We don't have time. And I refuse to go to a level that I have done overcome to deal with petty stuff. God is soon to return and we are still trying to make ourselves so uh, uh, above all. And you're going to fear me. No, long as your blood runs through your vein, long as you poop in the toilet, just like I do, and pee in the toilet, just like I do, I'm not going to fear somebody that is human flesh. I'd rather fear God. Before I fear man. Because it's God that I have to answer to. God is the CEO of my life. God is the one who writes my checks. God is the one who rewards me diligently. I don't have time to fool with people who are still in the limit time of their mind. Some folks are fighting so much stuff. It's deep rooted. It is deep rooted. I listen to people conversation. I watch their Facebook posts and I'm not here to judge no man, but I'm here to observe and discern and not only discern, but discern spirits. And I realize that some issues are deep rooted. They have been embedded in some people. And that's why they continue to go through the same cycle that they've been going through because they're deep rooted and they haven't uprooted that mess that has been deep rooted. And if it's not been uprooted, it's causing a generational cycle onto others that real and have to deal with their foolishness. It's not everybody, but look at yourself. Whoa, it is you. Whoa, it is me. We try to look at everybody else, but look at yourself. Because I promise you, you look at yourself long enough, God going to reveal what you need to do and how you need to repent from what he does not like. You're not fooling anybody. Because you go to church every Sunday, because you're on the praise team, because you're on the, the, the usher board, because you're on the deacon board, because you're behind the sacred desk, because you sit in the church and you are not exempt from what God has said. It's a spiritual disease to make you think that you are above. Even as the Habakkuk had begun to say in the verse 2, how these people thought they was above being chastised. How they thought they were above. You in living in an arrogant lifestyle. And God said, that's pride. And he's getting ready to deal with the heart. If that heart does not repent, 
God will deal with it accordingly. We have the greatest gift inside of us. Those who are born again believers. The power of Holy Spirit that corrects us when we're wrong. That chastises on us when we're wrong. And it's up to us if we'll keep going past those barriers when Holy Spirit is already giving us warning to don't do that. Don't say that. And you keep doing it. God is getting ready to handle you accordingly. Because that's plain and, and simple as disobedience, stubbornness, and stiff neckness. And he said, you are almost like, he said, a generation of vipers, adulterous generation who only seek for signs and try to find a sign and try to find this and try to find that on everybody else besides their own self. God is not pleased. And yet you still have breath in your body to get it right. You still have breath in your body to realize you have purpose. You still have breath in your body. God is saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to get it right. And there are some who had got it right, who made amends with God, and God took them instantly before they wouldn't fall into the same trap that they once found themselves in. Don't let that be your story. Allow God to produce and reproduce what he wants, the fruit of the spirit, not rotten fruit, not corrupt fruit, not give God, not that what he say that good he want the good treasure he want the good fruit he want the righteous fruit producing and reproducing that somebody can be able to say that's the glory of the lord but the lifestyle we live God is able to do seemingly abundantly above all we ask or think, but it's according to the power that worketh in us. And if you don't have that power working in you, then you need to get that power. Spend time with Holy Spirit. Spend time speaking in your unknown language. Spend time in the in the intimate and the commune time with God. And, and, and people love to say, I don't have time. You make time for him. No, you may not have to spend sitting in a, a closet or your secret closet for a whole hour, but going to work, you're traveling back and forth to work, you're commuting back and forth to work, you're getting in the car, spend time, cut the radio off, get off your phone, and begin to spend time with the Lord so he can reveal mysteries unto you that you need to understand and to know. Your lunch break, you got that time, spend time with the Lord. Even after you finish eating, go take a walk five minutes. Spend time with the Lord. You can make time for everything else, but you refuse to make time for the one who can help you on this journey. Who knows all. Spend time with him. Commune with him. Sup with him. 
God wants to do so much in his children's life, but they causing his hands to be blocked because they refuse to do anything. You want God to do everything and you do nothing. It does not work that way. Faith without works is dead. It's dead. You have to do something. Show God that you are really sincere about this process. Show God you want more of him in this process. You ready to tell somebody that, yeah, I've been saved since. But it does you no good. It does any good when you've been saved that umpteen years and you don't have no produce or no Nothing producing off a tree that God said, you look mature. You look like you should be producing something and there's nothing there. Do you not know he can uproot you? Curse you from the very root because you're not producing. You're not growing. You're not helping anybody. You're not building the kingdom. What use are you here for? I know it's tight, but it's right. What use are you here for if we're not doing according to the will of God? We do too much pleasing people. We do too much explaining to people. We do too much trying to prove to people when God didn't, Jesus didn't even do that. The Pharisees and the scribes, if y'all want to believe who who y'all think I am, you believe that. I'm not sitting here going to try to correct you, but I'm going to quote, I'm going to go back to scripture. What scripture declared? And Jesus always went to scripture. I'm not going to prove to you that I am that I am. I'm not going to try to uh, 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 explain to you who I am. Uh-uh. You either believe me or don't believe me. It's truth or lie. It's up to you what you want to believe. You either for me or against me. Jesus did not deal with a whole lot of foolery. And most of the time we sit here trying to impress other people who don't even give a, a hill of beans about us. Get your spirit man where it needs to be. And even you don't even say a word, somebody can read your lifestyle and know that you are a woman or a man of God. We don't even have to open our mouth sometimes. Walking in the store, just how we carry ourselves and how we look. Because let me tell you something, women, and let me tell you something, men. How you dress is how you're going to be addressed. If you walk around here with your pants sagging, if you walk around here thinking that you buffed up and want everybody to be glutton on you, then guess what? That's what you're going to receive. And women, if you walk around here with tight clothing, revealing clothing, boobs hanging all out, that's what you're going to receive. People are going to address you how you are dressed. And I know people say, well, it ain't about my clothing. No, it's not about your clothing. But as a a characteristic and integrity of a woman and a man of God, then it is about your clothing. Because if you represent kingdom or are you representing the hood? If you represent kingdom or you representing ghetto? Are you representing the kingdom or you represent hell? You got to choose one or the other. You are either for heaven or you for hell, but you have to choose today who you're going to serve. And no, I'm not fussing, but I am just excited and I'm just so upon that so many people are making excuses that I can dress how I want to. I can act how I want to. I can live how I want to. That raggedy tail mess and you think that God's supposed to be in it and God has nothing to do with it. Holiness is still right. Holiness is still the children's portion. 
It is holiness, not whorish. Do what is pleasing unto the Father, that he may be glorified. That he may be glorified. That he may be glorified. Do what is pleasing unto him. We have a lot of work to do, people. And we are running out of time. Make the best of this time that you have. Because tomorrow is not promised to none of us. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Tomorrow is not promised to none, no one of us. Tomorrow is not promised. But live today as if it's your last. How are you helping others get to the kingdom of God? That's the question. Are you either going to help them or you are hindering them? But you're doing one or the other. And if you lost your own self, repentance is calling for you. Continue to go back and read the scripture. And apply the scripture. Listen to the Holy Spirit to give you more revelation of the scripture. Because God is speaking. And he's speaking to his own. Who called himself his people. This is your girl. C.O. Suss. And I pray that this this day you seek God wholeheartedly that you give him you seek him earnestly that you seek him diligently that there's no apprehensions in your walk with him my prayer is that many days hence after the first thing been done first of repentance, that God will begin to show you the vision. That God will make it plain by way of Holy Spirit. What He has for you to do, what purpose you are here for, what destiny that you need to achieve. Continue to trust God and watch him do the miraculous. This is your girl, C.L. Suss, with much love.